Good evening, everybody. Tuesday night, the 25th of July for episode 94 of So What's Been Happening. Uh, it's me flying solo tonight um, with a few of the boys, which is going to be great. Um, so cheers to uh, Berkey, Cuz and Lovey who are off uh, doing other things on an unscheduled Tuesday night um, that we thought we'd uh, take an impromptu or take it while you can, basically. Take it while you can get them um, at this stage, a band that's uh, on the rise. We've had these boys on the show before, um, episode 88, which uh, wasn't so long, it shouldn't be so long ago, but it was actually four months ago. Uh, the boys had just released a single for this upcoming album. Uh, and now, um, after release night uh, last weekend, um, the boys are out and about. Um, Cold Irons Bound, if you haven't heard of them. Um, please join with me tonight and have a chat to the boys about uh, about the music, about their band. Um, a few other things that we'll uh, we'll throw a few sneaky questions that uh, hopefully they don't get too often, um, and I don't like to get them to prepare for. So we like to just uh, shoot from the hip, really, with our conversation and just see where it rolls. So, without uh, further ado, let's bring on um, one of the the lead boys in the band. Uh, well, the first probably the first guy I met from this band. Um, I met him at Brunswick Ballroom one night, just having a chat through a friend of ours, Naomi, and and got to meet Mark Adams and. Uh, what an absolute gentleman. So let's bring him up. Mark Adams. How are you, mate? Welcome. Welcome back. Thanks for calling me a gentleman, Aaron. That doesn't happen very often. You can take it. Yeah. I can Welcome, mate. Um, it's, uh, it's been a few episodes since we've had you guys on, and we're lucky enough tonight to have, uh, to have Ben with us as well, joining and hopefully uh, James possibly a little bit later. But um, Firstly, thanks for coming on, mate. And here we welcome on uh, Sam Fidian as well. Welcome, Sam. Welcome back, mate. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Yep. It wasn't to uh, wasn't wasn't too long ago, six episodes or so ago, but um, all of a sudden, uh, it's four months have flown past. Uh, yep. Some great things are happening with the band, and pretty much a full a full book for you guys for for a little while, which is exciting to see. Yeah, it's all been. Right been a lot of fun. four months ago it was warm i remember that yeah. night i was yeah, sitting where i am now it was yeah, that, but only six episodes did you say yeah wow yep yep wasn't that long ago so no. there you go we we spread them out we were doing once a week at one stage and we're getting back to yeah. that stage and to the point now where we're getting a lot of in, in um artist request which is fantastic and it looks like we might even do a two a week in the future so uh it's an exciting time to be back involved and out watching music again but um all right we're going to bring on um one of the other boys in the band guitars and vocals um mr ben carter welcome back ben well ben. For, for the first time on uh so what's been happening hey ben hey, good Aaron. to see you <laughs> thanks aaron thanks for having us it's uh, about time i'd um, joined in on one of these things i um yeah, I just scraped in, just uh, put the kids to bed. So hopefully they don't come down and uh, start banging on the door. <laughs> yeah, no problems. Um, that uh, that definitely happens on this show. Trust me, it's still, <laughs> better. Does it's, uh, it's that's a witching hour. Agendas. That's why we don't set too many agendas. Yeah. Anything can happen here. But uh, look, the next time um, we get to you boys get to grace the stage is this Sunday um, at a event that. Uh, two of you boys put together, um, and it's when was the first Fuzzy Sundays? Can you tell me how long how long since you've been doing these? January twenty twenty. 
2020, no. right, yeah. No, he's making no. that up. Don't trust him. No. January yeah. 2020? 20, uh, no. sorry. What was last year? 2021. 2022. January okay. 2022. Sorry, yeah. Don't ask Sam any more number questions. Right, we'll get there on those. That wasn't that long ago. Put it this way. Yeah. Straight out of lockdown. Yeah. 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 And there we go. Um, fuzzy Sundays. July 30, Coburg RSL. Um, just put it in your diary and clear your diaries on a Sunday and make sure you're there. We'll talk about that a little bit later, but that's the next time you get to see these boys uh, up close on a massive bill, actually. So nice mm. that uh, you guys could jam yourselves in there as well and give everyone that special treat to see you guys again. So, um, all right, boys, we're going to kick off with um, this this new album. Pretty much when we first spoke, we just you just released the first single um, from memory, um, and it's a it's an exciting time to get this back on the road again um, and finally out and about for you guys. Um, the time frame, pretty much, to put this entire album together. When did you guys first start recording? It was. Around about the time Sam mentions there, just when I can remember fuzzy numbers. The first fuzzy <laughs> yeah, numbers again. Yeah. Um, not gonna mention the war, but it definitely <laughs> was a war album, right? There was a whole bunch of demos and songs around that period. And then when all that ridiculous stuff finished, we went in and tracked it pretty quick. So let's say across twenty and twenty one, sorry, twenty one and twenty two, yeah. And it came yeah. out this year. Probably could have come out a bit earlier, but it would have been a massive stress. And we try to avoid that now yeah. whenever we can. It's no point killing yourself. Put a record out when you're ready and everyone's on top of it. Sure, sure. Um, ben, how does that compare with other time frames of your previous couple of albums? Um, in, in How does this one compare in, in relation to uh, uh, we, this one? Together? Yeah, it took a while. The pre-production took a while because of COVID. Um, oh, you mentioned the war. You mentioned the war. Five minutes in. World War Two. There's the C word. So anyway, <laughs> so yeah, it took a long time because that we couldn't really be all of us be present. So it was just whoever could turn up, whatever restrictions you had at the time. So yeah, a long time in the in the in the uh, pre-production. But then we took our time because we pr produced the whole thing ourselves. So yeah, drums and uh, the bass. All those beds were recorded. At um, Headgap, Stu Headgap Studios, um, bass wasn't early on. Bass wasn't. No, I was just asked for the drums, wasn't it? Yeah, it was all for the drums. The yeah. Um, yeah, and then so the rest of it, we just took our time, just piecing it all together. So it took a couple of years, but then it all came together pretty quickly in the end. Um, but yeah, look, the other albums were tracked pretty quickly in comparison, but. Um, this one just gave us the opportunity to do it our way, I guess. That's and that's what you hear on the record. That's basically yeah. us. There's a lot of overdubs, there's a lot of layering, that sort of stuff, but that's where we come from. I think a lot of the, the bands that we we're into, 90s bands that were doing a lot of their own production and just sort of putting a lot of layers on, uh, lots of 12 string guitars and the Nashville tuning where you tune up and you used to use the like the thinner strings that you'd have on a 12 string tune up and an octave to get that particular sound so we're able to take our time doing that yeah. to get the sound we wanted for this album and it was a lot of it was recorded remotely um until later on we could sort of come come together 
but um, you know, we were pretty pleased with the outcome. Great bunch of songs, and I think the production held up pretty yeah. well. In the end, we were really happy with it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, just the challenge of recording remotely during the uh, the bygone era that we call the Big C that we don't talk about anymore. But guys, what was that like really for you guys? You have probably haven't experienced that before, or were any of your other songs in on other albums recorded? Kind of remotely as well. Um, Sam, give us your thoughts on uh, how it was. Um, I mean, you, you're a little way away from these boys as far as location and living day to day. Um, is, do you go, how, how often do you guys get together um, and put it in a studio, or how you know what, what was the thought process? And not so much a thought process, but what was the feeling like recording this one remotely? Oh uh, yeah, it was it was really um, interesting to do this this way because um we used to live so close to each other that's how we got the sound I, I feel that's how we got the sound we used to live we were neighbors um and so we used to spend time playing and you know just playing music next to each other just jamming and so being separated um made it uh very different um didn't have as much that sort of energy that you'd have when you're um, in a room together. But we managed to get that energy somehow, I think, um, through doing it remotely. And um, you know, I moved to the country and, you know, Ben moved to the coast. So we're very separate. Um, but when we get together, it seems to be, blended very well um it, it was really interesting to record that way it was it was very um taken aback a little bit um i was uh not i, 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 I like to jam with people i like i like to you know have a you know you sit around and have a jam with someone you come up with something you know you keep going with that and all that and this was not that and um, it was very different, you know. Mm. Um, and I thought we'd come up with something really good. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's very different, yeah, than yeah. what we usually do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, Mark, Mark, have you guys done the opportunity to um, hang out or jam? Yeah. Very often, you know. Yeah, so um, we do hang out is when we do basically play a gig or rehearse for a gig. There used to be times where you get together and actually go and watch, you know. It was every Friday night. All the time because we lived really close together. Like Sam and I lived a stone's throw away. And uh, yeah. there's a lot of back backyard jamming on acoustic guitars and things like that. But, um, sure. you know, course, we can still do it. Thanks to technology, we can still do it because of the technology. Um, yeah. If it hadn't been for being able to do it like yeah. like everyone did during that time. That you know, everyone was doing the same thing. A lot of a lot of good material came out of that because everyone that was the only way to do it. And for us, yeah. you know, maybe even even if it, even if it hadn't gone that way, we still would have had to have done quite a fair bit of it this way because we we just sort of live further apart now. But we've managed to make it work, which is I think so. Anything yeah. you know, yeah. the album itself, I guess, just shows that we made it work, and we've um, yeah. still play. Still be able to play shows and yeah, definitely. Yeah. So, Mark, can you can you remember another song in your previous couple of albums where you've done 
a remote record or at least demo? I had to think about that question, Aaron. Yeah, the, before this record, we sort of snuck out a little song just before war was declared, like literally a few months before. Um, mm. It was a cover of a Bob Dylan song called I Dreamed I Saw St. Augustine. And that was uh, sort of a semi-remote effort, definitely self-produced like all of it. And that, who knew, right? That became the blueprint of what we'd then go and do another 10 songs as. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah right. it's just, it's just a pure coincidence. So we sort of got used to the technology, got used to, you know, getting, getting good takes and, and mixing ourselves. Um, but that's it. Before that, no, as Ben was saying, it was always a studio. So you sort of are watching the clock and punch it out pretty quick. But we definitely, this one, we didn't fall into the rabbit hole that I know a lot of people do where you take seven years to make a record because you're not yeah. watching the clock. Like we got on with yeah. it. It was one bit. I realised it was sort of on me to get a whole swag of guitars done in this room I'm in now. And um, I just went, oh, man, I'm not going to do this. It's just going to keep dragging on. So I just, I'm lucky I, I took a month off work, long service, and just got it done. And then 30 days later, all of a sudden, you could see the light at the end of the tunnel. You know what I mean? With the, the, we'd broken the back of the record and we were starting to get into vocals and songs where we could do rough mixes and really feel and hear what they were going to be like. Had I not done that, we might not be talking right now. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. You, we might still you be took, You took long service leave to play guitar for a month. Yeah, it's pretty no, good, that's isn't it? Dedication. That's dedication. Oh, yeah. That's pretty good. Absolutely. And your neighbours had to deal with that too. Yeah, that's, just, well, that's pretty good yeah. too. Considering you live in like downtown Brunswick and your neighbours are basically just right there, other side of you. So. Yeah. I was about to mention uh, how good it is to have that kind of long uh, long service for sure. Um, with work paying for it, even better, paid for the album. Are they credited at all, uh, Marky, on, uh, <laughs> on the album? Maybe I, maybe I should. I never really thought about that. But that's oh, it's pretty sad. That's my idea of a good holiday, actually, playing guitar yeah. eight hours a day. I, I would drop yeah, Jack absolutely. off at school and pick him up, but everything in between was just sitting in front of this screen here with all this crap you can't see. Um, yeah, recording and, yeah. and mixing with, with James's help, a record, and flying in takes that these guys would do remotely. And then Ben started coming here, and we, we finished it in this room and then took it back to Headcap for sort of final mixes. So we started it there, did everything in between yeah. ourselves, and then sort of got Rowan, who's a friend of the band and worked on the last record, who's one of the house guys at Headgap, to sort of mark our homework and bring it home for us. Nice. Very nice. All right, we're going to talk a little bit about the first single, and I'm just going to play a little bit of it now. So here we go with uh, I Wasn't Thinking at All. I would just as soon never tune in at all Don't want to wind it back or attempt to recall Intellectualize all you want But I wasn't thinking at all
we can play it all, but you're going to have to jump onto uh, coldironsbound.com and check it out and check out the uh, the full clip. But, boys, uh, just tell me a little bit about how this one came together, uh, the song as well, but also the clip. But give me a little bit about how this song came together. Lyrics first. Um, what had to go down? Who it's never lyrics song? first. Um, yeah, right. Uh, it's my riff, yeah. so maybe... I'll start. It it came really late. I think James was mentioning that to someone recently. It was the last song for consideration, I think, or the second last. And yeah, just I liked the punchy sort of riff. I could hear in my head what it'd be like. And then the lyrics came after that. Um, I think it's a bit of a rant. This song. It's sort of about accepting that. I don't know. I don't want to say with middle age, but just with a busy life, you just forget things. You don't think as much as you used to about stuff, you go into autopilot and it's being a bit angry about that. But at the same time thinking, well, that's all right. Sort of nice. Ignorance is bliss. And a quick, yeah, quick sort of blast two and a half minute power pop song, which we've had more and more of over the last record or two. So that's where it came from. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Um, I love the positives and negatives of that title uh, that I wasn't thinking at all. Sometimes that could be a good thing because um, you can yeah. just do it. Um, and, and I suppose die by the sword in some respect if it doesn't pan out, um, whatever you do in life. But sometimes you can overthink it too and just not get it out there. So uh, it has multiple meanings, I'm sure. But it's interesting everyone, um, you know, has a different meaning on the lyrics of songs and all that when they listen to it and what it means for them. So I think uh, that's always a good story to hear from someone when they come up to you and say, you know, I thought it was about this, but it's really nothing about that, and it's something about something else. So, um, tell us a little bit about the clip, Sam. What can you tell us? Oh, the clip. Um, yeah. Oh, uh, okay. Um, I was gonna just quickly say about that lyric. Of, I wasn't yeah, thinking sure. at all. Yeah. Um, I th- just quickly. Um, friends of mine at the pub up here in Castlemaine, they kind of go, "Oh, so." bump into you or whatever. Sorry, I wasn't thinking at all. And, yeah. um, you know, they, sorry, I wasn't thinking at all. And, you know, they're, you know, mimicking what um, that song is, which is yeah. fantastic. It's, it's yeah. so cool. It's just really nice to hear. Um, that video clip was done <clears throat> um, by our good friend Trevor, who um, plays in a great band called Font. Um, uh, we, we did that straight after a gig at the, um, uh, where was, uh, the Tote. Um, and uh, I, I, crazy ideas with um, green screens. Mm. <laughs> and just to make it, you know, oh, I'm not thinking at all. You know, yeah. th- that lyric really um works in my opinion in that in that context um so we went down and played in front of a green screen and did weird things with um amplifiers and all that kind of stuff and um i think it um sort of works for that you know for the for the way the song is it's a short you know two and a half minute pop song uh, I wasn't thinking at all you know yeah yep yeah. absolutely and there's plenty know, going uh, on it's a really good edit I think it's um it's something different um 
it kind of reminds me back to some old old flicks from the from the nineties as well. I can't picture one of the exact songs, but it's got that it's got that real yeah. rage rage esque feel. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, um, I think that relates to a few of your tracks, actually. Um, the, the, and whose, the, whose idea was the whose idea was the head chop at the? Yeah, at the, sorry, at the, the head chop, the head chop stuff. Um, yeah, our friend Trevor, yeah, um, yeah right. from a band called Font. Um, yeah. he 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 made that video clip for us. Um, yeah, and there's some live clips in that of us at the Union Hotel, and we're like standing on top of each other and like kind of weird yeah. stuff. I'm like. That's sort of weird, but um, yeah, um, us, you know, playing in that room. Yeah, it's it's, you know, Trevor's fantastic, and he did a good job. I think, yeah, he did, he did, and hopefully, he gets to come back for another clip now, now and then. Yes, yeah, <laughs> that'd be what what you don't see, Aaron, is all all those amps. They're real, like they're actual. Yeah. And yeah. Yes, mm. they're not ours. Yeah, <laughs> they're not ours. We were, uh, we were, we were at the location that Trevor is involved with. It's it's a, <clears throat> a backline hire company, and so all those amps were on hand, but we had to move them and lift them and stuff. And I had a bad back, so at the start of the yeah. shoot, I went, "Can't lift anything, guys!" And everyone looked at me like, "You cheeky bastard!" But it was true. <laughs> and I just stood on the side. And watched everyone schlep those amps. Those are massive base cabinets. Yeah. And Trevor would be like, "All right, next shot, get the other one, bring it back. All right, put another one on top of it. Now take them all yeah. away and replace them with the Ben amps, which were Fender amps. I had Vox amps. James yeah. went and candy picked all his favorite drum gear. There was a lot of carrying yeah. gear, and I did none of it. Not yeah. the, not the a base, single. The bass rig was the worst. Yeah, the bass back amps. Always seems to be, doesn't it? Um, but it was, um, it was a wonderful, it was a wonderful time. It was so much fun. Yeah, um, it was uh, painful as it was. It was great. Do you, know, yeah. do you know we also did? Um, Trevor's battery crapped out, so we didn't get it. But because um, I live around the corner, I hung out for another hour with Trevor, and we went and got all these vintage guitar pedals that they also have at this facility, and laid them out at the ground at my feet. And sort of did yeah. stop action where we appear and disappear again, yeah. and we lost yeah. the footage. We couldn't. Use. Um, oh, some of them were like, oh. uh, oh. "Did you notice them in the cabinet near the front? There was some of those old British fuzz tone master ones and stuff. Um, really yeah. sought after rare yeah, pedals. Eighty, you know, uh, what are those? Yeah, eighty different pedals. versions of yeah. the big muff. Yeah, 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 the Amongst big, yeah, 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 that sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah. But uh, it ended up on the cutting room floor, so to speak, never to be retrieved. Yeah, okay, okay. Well, uh, it, was, we'll it, was, it was a fun shoot, it was really fun. It was um, great to have that space to do that. And um, thanks to Trevor, and you know, yeah, put it in the vault. I think, yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a good one. So, uh, we'll move on to the second single, um, we'll get Ben. To give us, uh, he's a he's a little words on uh, on how this one came together called conversation. <laughs> Conversation back to the 
could let that one go for a bit longer. So that's a ripper. I love it. It's um, it's kind of got this uh, weird tool esque kind of feel to it, um, but without any of the tool, um, you know, uh, play, you know, de completely different style of tunes. But it's got still got that cryptic kind of hypnotic kind of still feel to that. Um, I love it, um, boys. Tell me. Tell me a little bit, a bit about that footage, Ben, and um, how was that one put together? Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, there's a couple of things I'd like to say about that, but mainly, mainly this one actually just came down to the budget. So we yeah. had a limited budget, which we used for Trevor to make the first clip, which he did, at, you know, at mate's rates. Um, and after that, we basically used up our, our budget, but there was still the second single to come up. So we basically was just floating around a couple of ideas, and, and Mark put this together in a remarkably short time, um, just splicing those those ideas together um, and presented it to us just to, you know, have a look at it and any edits we wanted to do. But uh, we loved it. For me, it was, if, if you look at that, it just reminds me, again, going back to, to Rage, the kind of clip that I'd, I'd turn on Rage in the 90s at 1 o'clock in the morning and I'd see a clip like that. I feel like, feel like the, the, the clip... And almost the song, probably minus the, the production, because it's a pretty pretty good production. Um, just harks back to those, those days or those sort of clips that I would have seen from that time. So every time yeah. every time I see that clip, so which yeah, which I love because I spent most of my youth sitting up drinking beers, watching Rage all night, and those were the sort of clips that would come up. And I'm sure back then it would have cost a lot more than 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 would cost starch which ask which i don't know it cost us really basically nothing didn't it mark to do that so i know yes yeah, so i was I, I thought it was really cool um yeah. and it just suited suited the the style of the the song and sure yeah nice if we could yeah. get it on rage that'd be great yeah you could, well, you could it's, it's, back, in, back in the day we just send in the bloody the tapes and they'd play it for you but yeah you know, we're old now <laughs> no well uh, at least we all think it's rage worthy so it's a matter of uh, starting a rage-worthy campaign and getting it there because yeah. definitely it's um, it's back with a vengeance. Kids love it um, at the mm. moment. It's it's made a real, you know, um, rebrand. I reckon that uh, it's it's definitely popular again. So just um, mm. tell me a little bit about the song, boys. Conversations, um, some great lyrics in it. Uh, I really like it. Who can uh, who can not, give us give us a little bit of intel on that one? It's um, like I found in the last few records there's been a whole bunch of songs that almost are conversations like it's pretty wordy is what i'm saying seems to be all this information you know steer the conversation back to the blues i'd barely got a handle on you it's like spitting away firing out all this stuff and i think maybe subconsciously yeah, it is about an open letter a conversation hence the title there's another song off the first record called whenever you get home which is almost exactly that i don't know if it's a couple talking to each other it's certainly not about me or uh, a bunch of friends talking and the, the song lyrics are really just the record of the conversation and maybe conversations also about you know if you ask around there's a lyric in there surely they can work it out like if you really want to find out something these days right you just get that out and you can so i i think yeah. it's about that it's pretty cryptic but i like the rhythm of it it's maybe even just the rhythm and the cadence of the words uh before their meaning but it makes enough coherent meaning to sort of get through our quality control. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. the videos, it's just found footage. Uh, I think it's some 
New Zealand 1950s telephone infrastructure footage. Yeah, and right. then all the scientific stuff and the scientists looking at screens and whatnot is University of Michigan from the 60s. Yeah. Just yeah, weird, cool. weird stuff. And some graphics actually contacted the graphics guy. He's a, yeah. a physicist guy again from Holland, I think. And he just put his stuff up for free. And, and we asked if we could use it because we like the dynamic vibe of that in the choruses. So it's those three things combined. Yep. Again, made in yes. this room, like the like most of the record. Yeah, nice. It's amazing what you can achieve in a little three-by-three three room uh, these days, isn't it? Um, hence, you know, the whole point of this, how this podcast came together was a tin shed, yeah. um, jammed in a tin shed during COVID and me trying to reach out to a few mates in the world um, and it turned into almost heading towards 100 episodes. So it's, uh, it's been a so, yeah, thanks again uh, for being part of this. Um, I want to touch on just the, the the last one, but it's not from this album. Um, but I want to touch on the exchange exchange and clip as well. I'll play a little bit of that for you boys and then we'll talk about it. <laughs> Sweet. It's uh, big so budget. Good. That's when the big budgets used to be around, hey? That, that looks like a big budget. Um, even though... Last, uh, so young in that clip. Yeah. Oh. The year, last few years have been most unkind. Haven't they aged all of us? Um, <laughs> sorry to throw you that flashback, but, uh, yeah, from the album Don't Lose Your Mind, boys, um, that's that's a ripper track, absolute ripper track. Goes off live too, so... Um, Tell me a little bit about that one. Let's have a little bit of a flashback. It wasn't that far long long ago, by the seven, summer of seventeen eighteen. Is that right? Doesn't yeah, it doesn't feel like it was that long ago. But I guess uh, yeah. that's sort of slipping away into the rear view mirror pretty quickly. But uh, yeah, it was done at just down on Ligon Street at Muscle Shoals Record Store, which Marsden is it Marsden Williams owns. Yeah, and that's, um, that's a place where um we well mark mark's a local there so he just approached marsden and asked him if we could do it which is kind of him because he had to yeah. close up the, the shop for a couple of hours uh we just got a camera crew in there and and did it it was pretty cruisy but 
um, you know, a great great idea, I think. I mean, band playing in a record store, yeah. as far as for for us, that was a it was a it was a great idea. So it can't go wrong, no matter how it turns out. I think there's a bit of there's a there's a scene a bit later on where Mark goes up to the counter. You don't see much of Marsden, but Mark gets it buys a record off uh, Marsden. He's Judas Priest. What's it? Yeah, 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 yeah. that's right. Yeah, yeah. Jesus Priest, Jesus Priest live in Japan or something it's like that. Part of Japan. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So anyway, we, did, we shot the clip and we hung around afterwards for a few hours and Marsden took us upstairs and we had a bit, um, of, a, a bit of a jam. And we requested for payment that we'd buy him a case of beer, but anyway, we we, we did. But it was um yeah, it was it was it was a lot of fun and we did it. It was pretty quick, just a couple of hours and it was done. Yep. But um we played some who that night. Some who? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I remember that. Yeah, nice. yeah. What did What did you play, Sam? Did you play bass? Uh, In the who jam, I, I reckon I played drums. I think there right. was just an acoustic, there was an acoustic guitar and some drums. Yeah, and, and bass. Was uh, yeah. yeah. Was that recorded? God no. No, thank, thank you. Mercifully, no. Yeah, no. Right. Yeah, okay. Right, right. <laughs> Um, anytime anyone plays a who, I'd love to hear it say recorded. Uh, yeah, how good or was, bad, very irrelevant. Um, nothing special about the who. So, yeah, Sam, yeah, tell us about that song, though, mate. Um, <clears throat> think about the trouble you can get into. What an awesome line, man! Seriously, um, who who come up with that between you guys? Um, do you remember? Oh, that's a Mark Adams line. Yep. Nice. Yeah, I reckon. Nice. That that tune's just a garagey love song, really. Yeah. yeah, I'd exchange it all for you. Think about trouble you can get into. It's not too deep. Yeah. Just and again, yeah. like in you know, in three yeah. minutes. Yeah, yeah, it's really um, we, should credit, we should credit these people as well. So the the um, I wasn't thinking at all. Video Trevor's studio is called Shogun Shogun Studios. That's right. Yeah, that's it. MRI Shogun yeah. and. Um, exchange them for you was made by Mr. Sam Rayer, which is R E I H E R. And I'm probably mispronouncing his name, but I think that's the spelling. Sam's a muso and, and filmmaker. And yeah, yeah, conversation is in-house productions. And we're making <laughs> another another one. Um bit of a reveal here. We're gonna put out a song are, are you doing it? Are you doing it? You're doing it, Mark. And yeah. James is getting into it. So James and I have been doing found footage again in the same software and uh, okay, yeah, cool. a couple of months. Just been thinking Very about cool. the launch and everything at the moment. But in a couple of months, we'll sneak another one out because it's easy to do and it's fun and people seem to respond yeah. to them. It's a great way to just get people to engage with the content yeah. at the end of the yeah. day. It's one more way Absolutely. for people to hear it. So, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. I touched on it with a few bands. How how important you think it is now, boys, putting out a single to have, you know, some version of a clip um, or that can run on, you know, it can be split up into for socials and things like that. Uh, how important do you think it is, especially now signing with a label? Um, is it part of the label situation or that you've got to bring to the table or how does it work now for you guys? Because you've, you've set a, I believe, a pretty high bar now, even though they're three very different uh, concepts. I reckon it's just personally absolutely essential because mm. people want to see content as much as hear it. 
And yeah, as you say, and you can chop it up for Insta and Facebook or whatever platform it is. Um, yeah. No, the label likes it. We have videos, but I, I don't think it's it's mandatory. But again, it's just accepted that you will, I think. So I reckon whoever you are, whatever you're doing, whatever level you're at, you should put something out that has some sort of a video, you yeah. know? Yeah, it gives, gives um, us a whole different Absolutely. Yeah. 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 I mean, yeah. if you don't, if you're principled and you're not doing it for some strong reason, that's cool. And that's probably a story in itself worth telling. But I think everyone mm. got to do it. Um, why wouldn't you when it's so easy? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, look, I think you guys are quite modest in the contacts you guys have been able to hook up as well and getting them involved in your, in your, um, you know, your, your editing and things like that and, and shooting the stuff. Um, not all bands can pull that together, I think, and they rely on other sources to do that. But you guys have been able to do it easily by the, by the sound of it, um, which is exciting and good to have in your in your back pocket, really, uh, to help help promote a promote a song for sure. Oh, Aaron, I just thought of something. Do you know it was a really big inspiration to start doing videos ourselves? Uh, Luke Sinclair, who's a friend of this show, right? Yeah, he made a video in the last year called for that awesome song, Gravity. Have you Gravity, seen yeah. that? Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. That, that's, that's all found footage in the box. Yes, and he said he was yes, really frank, frank on social media. There goes my alarm to put Jack to bed. Someone else will do that. Um, <laughs> he did all that himself and hadn't done one before and did it for zero dollars. And I think we thought, well, wow, we really respect him as a songwriter and, and a band band yeah. leader. We could do that, you know. Check that out Definitely. if you haven't seen it. Gravity by the Luke Sinclair set. It's just yeah. incredible. It's got this sort of, I can't remember what it's called, a degrees of separation like American college mm. astronomy film and it goes yeah. up yeah. the galaxy <laughs> down into um, this this park in Chicago. It's incredible. Yeah, yeah it is really And cool. all free Creative Commons footage, whatever you call it, it's all out there to be manipulated and have fun with. Yeah, and re-pushed into music too, you know. Um, a lot of this cool stuff fits really well to music um, without, uh, you know, like like the old lava lamps used to, mate. Um, yeah. You put the right tunes with it and it all looks good. So yeah. um, I want to touch on um, on the launch. I want to play a couple little snippets from the launch uh, that you had on, was it Friday or Saturday? It's a bit of a blur now. Saturday. Saturday, Saturday. It was Saturday night. It was Saturday afternoon. It was a long night. Uh, a lot of people went to other gigs afterwards, after your gigs or beforehand. So it was, a, it was quite a lot on the offering. So to pack out um, the union was a great effort for you boys. So uh, congratulations. Um, Charles Jenkins always helps, no doubt, but um, oh. it was great. Fantastic. And and just just let's touch on Charles before uh, before we kick into this first clip. How awesome to have Charles again um, involved. Oh, you know, part, it's part of the part of the playing a song with you guys as well. Um, that was pretty cool, and uh, I believe you know was part of your first launch, um, which is really cool as well. So, who wants to? Uh, yes, talk over to you, Sam. That's uh, Sam organised all, all of that. So, thank you, Sam. Charles, Charles is a friend of mine, um, and a friend of ours. Kind of Colorado's bound, obviously, since we. <clears throat> played there, but I don't know. He, he, he just sort of bounced on the band. Like mm. he, 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 um, 
wanted to, you know, have a sing with us. And, yeah, um, yeah that was pretty much it. Like, there's yeah. not much else to go with that. Yeah, he does, he does do that very well, to be honest, Charles. Whenever he's got a, you know, whether he's headlining or opening or whatever, he does include, you know, the other artists if he can and does do a special song together. And that's really special for the punters, I think. Um, it's something yeah. that I think is a bit of a magic in in some of his uh, his gigs, you know. Um, yeah. Whether he's whether he's solo, duo, trio, or with a whole band, or just jumps on stage with you guys. So, um, who chose who chose the song you guys were going to play? Yeah, nice. But I chose it because I knew Charles would be up for it. So it was a bit bit of yeah. a loaded loaded question. Sure. Seen, I think yeah. maybe we'd all probably seen the Javagos do that with Chuck. Yeah, yeah, I've I've, I've seen it a few times. Yeah, yeah. that was good. And, uh, well, pretty you guys. Of course, you guys were a fitting band for that song for sure. So well done. Um, but I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna play a song, no small thing, just a little snippet of it that uh, you played. I hope this does a little bit of homage for the gig. But uh, here we go. <laughs> I could tell you one thing, it wasn't easy to get a good shot at that gig. It was so packed and in around the bar area that the only spot was almost out the door to try and shoot that. So uh, I, I did my best, boys, <laughs> to try and capture a little bit of that gig for you. Um, I know other people did and took some great picks, actually. Um, so um, how important was it for, for the union or why the union for you guys to choose um, to launch the album there? Can I? Can I? Go for it. Whoever wants to kick in. You know, where our friends are. Our friends are at the... They're in Brunswick. That's where our friends yep. are. Yep. You just know, made sense. I'm, you know, I can't, you know, think enough, thank enough of my friends for being there. An amazing bunch of them. Look at that. What the hell is that? You know. Before we started, that, uh, yeah, I, I think... I think it was a special one for all of you boys. I think, uh, like a launch night kind of always is, but there's there's some added pressure, uh, no doubt, that comes with launch gigs. Um, but uh, that that little stage really kind of rocks it, doesn't it? Um, it's got that weird little fence, or yeah, at the, the chicken, start, which is, chicken coop. The chicken coop, yeah, it keeps, probably keeps some people out. To be honest, um, there's a few dancers on the night that uh, that try to set the place alight, but um, it was good. It was a great gig. Uh, and, and oh, thank, you. Thank, thank you, thank you, thank you so much. Really keen. Thanks uh, for coming. Nice Thanks for coming, Aaron. Yeah. I remember no saying problem, hi to you in the crowd. Yeah, there was. We could of, have. Um, sure. I was yes. just going to say we could have tried a ticketed show, but like you say, I mean, we we play a lot. We love to play, but there is a little bit of pressure yeah. when you launch. We thought, well, why add extra pressure of a ticketed event? You don't know how many punters you're going to get. So we yeah. just thought, we, yeah, like Sam says. 
that's where our friends hang out. That's where we hang out. The union, you know, every time we get asked back there, it's a buzz. We, we still love playing it and places like it. And there's there's many others, but the union's pretty damn special. So it's a no brainer. Yeah, you know, cool. Yeah. And that's where I went with it. With we got asked to do a couple of other things. I was like, no, I'm, we're not going to sell three hundred tickets to do yeah. that. Yeah. You know, it was it was like no, our mates are here. Yeah, yeah. That's I think um, to be honest, um, you know, yeah. um, the union yeah. would have been happy. Is plenty of drinks sold, plenty of food sold. Yeah, uh, the union were happy. Um, yeah. they, and and you know, a five o'clock gig on a Sunday arvo, Saturday arvo. Um, you know, it's interesting to see whether people are there or things are on. Um, but just yeah. to throw it, throw the doors open and just ensure it was packed. And you still don't know if it's going to be packed, basically, whether it's a free mm. ticket or a ticketed gig. So, um, mm. yeah, well done to you guys for doing it and putting it together. But I just wanted to find out um, the first song that was technically in the can and done, what was it on this album? This album? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Do you remember? No idea. Oh, you've got some good questions. I reckon it was be- one. What do you reckon, Ben? Um, well, it must have been something in the top half of the album there. Like, I remember, the thing is, like, <clears throat> some of the songs that were jammed on earlier, so it's something like uh, Some Sweet Afternoon, um, I'd imagine. Yeah. I reckon well, you're right. Because yeah. yeah. we were playing that live. We'd, we'd, we'd given that a go before we went into record. So I think that, that was the first song that I think that we most likely – would have started the I reckon you're right. I can remember I can remember that was the first time we had a good mix of any song together and everyone was pretty, you know, quietly Stupid. confident and impressed. We were we were gonna get it right. And yeah, that's the first track on the record. So there you go. Track yeah. one is the and first one we got in the can. Yeah, good question, Aaron. <laughs> we I almost weren't able point, to answer. I suppose at that point and and you, then you, you know you go ahead and nail the rest of them and Obviously, you guys, you know, you want to be perfectionists. You want to get this part out there. You've layered it up plenty of different ways over this time and you've mixed it and then remastered it again um, and done a few more tweaks to it, no doubt. Um, how do you decide the first track? <laughs> Flip a coin. Yeah. yeah. Well, no, it was, it, was, it was a vote from memory, like what makes the record and what doesn't and what's the first track. And then what's the first single, you know, that you're actually going to release? Yeah, same, same, same deal. I've what are we calling the album? Oh, yeah. It, yeah, it is It is a democratic process and that's why things can take time, but that's what being in a band's all about. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah it's, cool. pretty, um, it's pretty organic with this one. I think the album beforehand, we were <clears throat> butting heads over what was going to be the first few tracks. But yeah. that didn't happen with this one. It was pretty pretty organic with all of that. Um, the whole, yeah, cool. yeah, the sequence and tracking everything. Just you know, I think that came together pretty pretty easily. A lot easier than the than the album before before. Man, that I remember the yeah. second. You know album, what? There was you know what I that one that we were cutting heads on. On not just the songs, but what was going to make the album. This one wasn't like that at all. I think it's about timing as well, like limiting limiting a record to what is an old format, 
a vinyl, vinyl should be 40 minutes or less. Just mm. keeps you disciplined. Yeah. Uh, the last record was 45, 46 minutes or whatever. And for me, that's too long. But it's just because I've got no attention span. But I really like, yeah, even with a digital release, keeping it to 39, 40 minutes. And I think, I think this is 41 or something, 40 and a half. And yeah, eleven songs, and a lot of them are pretty short. But there's still a couple of, couple of epics and a couple of ballads. Yeah, and there's a like, bunch uh... that we because of that we've got like four or five songs that are just sitting there, almost done, sort of taunting us as to what the next record might be about and sound like, which is a yeah. nice problem to have. So we've sort of yeah put you know we we recorded a record and a half. And as Ben said, without too much faffing around, just went, well, though, that's this batting order. These guys are on yeah. the bench for the next one in a good way. Sure. And for the for the guitar gods out there, um, it's always a question that gets asked in a few bands is, how do you decide who takes the first solo <laughs> on a song? How does that work for you guys? Uh, we're doing that live is the main thing. I don't really think too much about it. Yep. On the record, but there has been I don't, not so much much what might be in the set at the moment, but there's been a, quite a few songs uh, in the past where there'll be actually just you know a couple of solos that we'll do one each, and then come back come back together and do a bit of an Allman Brothers style thing where you do yeah, it, yeah, sure. play yeah. another octave, octave apart like that, um, uh, which is that's just you know that's always a great thing to do live for sure no matter how you've done it on a record but when you can do taking in turns to do solos or the dueling solos or even if you're not playing the um southern rock sort of um off the <laughs> sort of just doing dueling dueling guitar solos that can be a lot yeah. of fun because you can get really and messy and if it's live it doesn't really matter that's for sure yeah. hey sure. ben can i can i ask you a question what T-shirt is that? Does that say Larkin? It says Larkin Poe. Larkin Poe, yeah. band, an American band that does like soul, soul and yeah. blues rock. So it's good. Yeah, cool. You haven't right. heard of them? We you should, should listen to nah. Larkin Poe. No, no. I was, well, I was learning. She was, one of them was teaching me to play very badly uh lap steel i'd never played a lap steel before but over the last couple of yeah. years i can't remember which, which one she has online lessons not one-on-one -on -one, just you play the, yeah play YouTube. Me megan so the two sisters rebecca and megan and uh megan does the um the lap steel and she posts a lot of diy stuff on youtube oh, cool. yeah how to play yeah. lap steel so but they're very very good and they post lots of stuff on facebook which is just them doing random covers of whatever they feel like and they always nail it so um yeah nice. follow those guys but yeah great band all right we um, should do um we should do that song um <laughs> easy when you know how the one with the, the double solos in it yeah so that's yeah, that's, yeah, that's, yeah, that's, yeah. that's an example aaron where we do a couple of sol do a solo each and then me and mike come together and, and do the yep. guitar monies as yep um we call them, um, which is a song called Easy. Yeah, Easy when you know oh, how. Yeah. It's our, yeah. our first record, which we used to play live all the time. 
and yeah. was a lot of fun. It's just, you know, just the way it goes. It's dropped out of the set, but that one, um, yeah, that right was all. Could, could, mm. could, could be a fuzzy Sunday special. Who knows? I'm throwing one oh. at you, boys. Um, but you, you may not get a chance to practice it. <laughs> but there you go. I just want to thank uh, Miriam, too, who kindly uh, shot me a few photos where I stole them uh, off her Facebook, but I did tell her first. Um, that I brought up before of the gig. So thanks for doing that for us, uh, Miriam. Um, and Berkey, Berkey comment, uh, love the simplicity of arms go numb. There's, a, there's, some, there's some guitar, you know, beautiful riffs that come together on some of your stuff, and it's a big jam set, but then there's also comes back to such some sim, simple nature of some of your, the, the notes that you guys play and the harmonies and stuff. So it's really cool. It's a cool blend um, in amongst the whole set. I think you've got a really balanced set now. Um, is is that a is that a struggle for you guys putting together, a, you know, the set list after this time? And and do they do they change much, or do you, do you kind of lock lock a set list in now and say we're going to play this for the next few gigs? How does it work for you? You know, uh, well, we tend to keep playing the same set for a while, mainly because we can't get to that together that much and rehearse sure, yeah. so it's something that we can do sort of a bit on autopilot yeah. and nail we'll do do that which we had before putting out the album but leading up to the album we're trying to get all of this well most of the songs that are on the album into the live set which we have and every gig is basically a rehearsal for us as well so the more times we can get something new into the into the set every time we play it live that's that's sort of counted as a re rehearsal as well. Um, but one thing that we could crap on about for days on end is the the alternate tunings. So the tunings play a big part of it, depending on how much stuffing around we do live. Um, yeah. We do tune our guitars a lot on stage, but that's mainly because we're not just fine tuning. We're tuning to um, open tunings and alternate tunings all over the shop. Um, yeah. So it also it's the actual set list and the the songs that the order of the set is all about how we can manage all the different tunings. Um, and there's still other songs off the album that haven't been played like some sweet afternoon. Cause that's in another completely different tuning, which is in the same yeah. tuning as the first song of the second album. Yeah. Um, so work it on out, but that's sort of how it, how it ebbs and flows. We'll do a block, which is in a certain tuning and yeah. whatever, the, whatever songs are in that tuning, whether it be from the new record or the old one, we'll sort of just do, you know, three or four songs, that tuning, and then move on to something else. And that's how our sets generally work. Um, you know, even if you've got a couple of guitars, you've still got to be switching guitars and all that sort of stuff. But that's um, that's the way it goes until you got some sort of some sort of tech person handing you guitars yeah, at every song. But uh, that's, that's never going to happen. But, uh, you know, that, that's that's just the way we do it. Yeah. No, it'll come, boys. Um you got a dream. You got a dream big, um, and that's uh, that is a dream. It's just someone to just be a guitar tech and hand us guitars. That's pretty for me. That's basically it. Okay, dream. <laughs> kind of brings me to my next. I'll I've thrown it down my list, but I'll bring it back up to the top. Is um, if you guys could play one dream venue this Saturday night, um, where would it be, and who was who would your support be? You can have anyone. So I'm gonna hit <laughs> I'm gonna hit you a few first, Ben. Favorite venue anywhere in the world? Well, anywhere in the world? Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. I haven't really travelled. Um, That's okay. I've done traveling, not in venues that I'd like to play in. So I guess it'd probably come down to um, 
It can be in yeah. Melbourne. Melbourne, <laughs> Melbourne venues, um, you know, places that you'd, you'd love to play the most. Um, yeah. I don't know. I guess I've always wanted, every time I've gone to the forum, I've always looked at that and gone, Absolutely. Know, like, how good would it be to play a gig at the forum? Absolutely. Um, that would probably be the place that I'd that I'd want to that I'd want to play. As far as oh, for yeah. another band, would you say you say a band to support us or we support them? <laughs> no, that's that's your call. Whether you want to go first or second, but uh, you you yeah. got to think you're the headliners now, and you should be should rightfully so. But um, who who would you have your support, regardless of who they are in hierarchy now? I wouldn't want I'd, I'd want us to be the support. I think because I can't see us playing the forum as a headliner show. But um, I guess now, my dream band to play with would probably be uh, the Drive By Truckers, I would say. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Yep. Man. All right, Sam. We're going to go to you next. Good evening. Again, um, I'm going down this weird dark path because I just got given this Roy Orbison Black White Knight gig DVD. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Check this out. Yeah, that's two cool. bucks at the um, op shop. Seriously, seriously, that's this crazy. is amazing. Yeah. Um. So this is my gig of uh, the century. It's got Jackson Brown, T Bone Bennett, Elvis Costello, Katie Lang, Bonnie Raitt, Bruce Springsteen, Tom Waits, Jennifer Ward. All these. It's very. Where insane. where was it? Uh, it was in 89 somewhere. Yep. Yep. Um, it's actually not written. Um, but it's on YouTube. Okay. So So if you could, if you could, that sounds like that's your support, uh, underneath you guys. That's my support band. Yeah. That's my support support. Seriously. This is where I was watching before I jumped online tonight. Nice. Um, and where where would you put it? Black, Which stage would you put it on? White night. It's Which amazing. Stage? Which stage, Sam? Where would you put it? Where would I put it? Where would you play it? That gig. Um. Oh my god. Uh, I don't know. It's probably one of the best gigs ever. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Right um. Sorry that. Um, what was the other question? Pick a stadium. Pick a stadium. You'd play this gig. That's all right. Pick a stadium, mate. Where would you? If you could put that that gig, Cold Iron's Bound are going to open. Um, where would you, where would you want to play? One one venue in the world. Where would it be? The Pyramids. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah somewhere up there. Um, the weird thing is, Bruce Springsteen in this particular gig. I tell you, I tell you, this is a good gig. Yeah. Um. So, Cold Lions Bound supporting Bruce Springsteen at the pyramid. Seventy-three. Seventy-three. I think we could do it. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Um, in nineteen seventy-three. No, no. He, he's seventy-three years old. Bruce Springsteen's oh. still playing, right? Yeah. Right. Um. But this is him in. 1980, whatever. Yeah. Right. Beautiful. Right. Yep. Fair. Um. That, that's my that's my thing for today. I, I, right. The best I'm, two I'm bucks. 
you know, best two bucks ever spent, I reckon. Um, it's unreal. It's like absolutely unreal. Sorry. All right, Marky, <laughs> over to you, mate. Um, 1973. So can we travel through time? Absolutely. Yes. You can. Yeah, we'll throw that All one right. in as well. Yep. So, so we're supporting Glenn Campbell and his band in 1973 oh. at the Troubadour on Santa Monica Boulevard in Los Angeles. Oh, wow. Yeah. And Sam, what a gig. And Sam who couldn't even understand your question before, books the gig. Mm. <laughs> no and problem. we'd all be dead now, but we would have died really happy. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh. He would have Definitely. put a gig. So it's fine. <laughs> Definitely. All right. A couple of couple of last questions. Um, the last album you listened to. Oh. What have you been listening to, boys? Uh, Stars by the Simon Jeliff Band. Get around it. It's incredible. Yeah, nice. Very nice. Really good. Sam? Um, um, randomly, a uh, not much, actually. Yeah, I'm, I might leave that yeah, for now. All right, no worries. That's cool. All right, Ben. Who, who have you listened uh, to this week? <laughs> The name of the album I've been listening to one of the albums from uh, Guitar Guy called Hound Dog Taylor. He was just did, did a lot of uh, open tune slide guitar, Elmore James sort of stuff. I was listening to that like for the last um, couple of days, but I can't remember the, the name of the album. But it's pretty pretty rough and raw sort of uh, yeah. electric sixties um, blues stuff. But um, okay, yeah, cool. All right. Um, hey Aaron, what about what about you, mate? Can we ask you that? What's the last record you listened to out of interest? Yeah, it's a local artist. Uh, hopefully, everyone's around him and can support him. But very similar to Luke Sinclair, uh, Jeb Cardwell. Uh, oh. <laughs> oh, yeah, uh, we all know Jeb. It's a cracking album. Um, if you haven't got it or listened to it, um, just a quick promo. So I think and it's Saturday been, night. Yeah, it's Friday been, night. This is the launch. He's launching a new single uh, at the gem. So get along. Yeah. The gem's always a killer, as we know. Um, cool. I was there straight after your gig, actually, for Queenie and Emily South, um, which was a cracking dual, dual gig, another free gig. It was an absolute special um, for a Saturday. Uh, so if you're uh, ever short on anything to do, head down to the gem, that's for sure. And um, Or Lulie's Tavern or any of those uh, in that local kind of area, and there will always be something good on uh and pretty cheap too if not free um yeah. so um all right boys um i just want to quick very quickly touch on before we finish the album cover itself um and the art along with your sing singles as well uh just give me a little bit of um understanding of who puts this together for you guys um and you know, there's there's some really cool stuff in here. So, are they from the same person, or how does it work for you guys? It was a, trying to keep a simple theme, Aaron. It happened pretty organically. It was um, iron, so old, like that's a Victorian era iron bridge. Does anyone yep. recognise it? It's the same. I know where it is. You, you pointed it out because that's yeah. where I where I used to work, and I can recognise that because I'd walk over that. So it used to be the old Sandringham line. Where the train used to go across the Yarra, and they kept those both both the bridges, but one of them they made a, made a path on it. But if you go underneath, that's where the Mark went and put, took photos 
underneath there. Um, yeah. And then it was, yeah, Mark, my, basically you took all those photos and then took it to to Colin, didn't you, Mark, I think, and he put that together. Matt Collins. Yeah, it was it was just simple a simple theme of iron. I mean that that one there obviously isn't an older bit of infrastructure. That's a bridge over the Merrick Creek near Russell Station. But now you think about yeah. it, trains are a theme in all of them. I mean Russell Station, the one previous is um, underneath the Upfield line, or maybe the yeah. Mernda line. Obviously that first one was a rail yeah. bridge. And yeah, Matt Collin, our good friend, uh, he lives out in the goldfields near Sam. Really talented muso and graphic designer has been there since the first record. We're really lucky. So there's a theme through all our stuff. And the next single as well has a really cool cover, similarly designed by Matt. Yeah, he's a good guy. Yeah, awesome. Very talented. Awesome. Um, and I just wanted to touch on a couple of gigs you guys have got coming up. Obviously, we'll talk a little bit in two seconds on Fuzzy Sunday. But um, obviously, uh, fan fans of yours, but also... A band you guys work really well with is Little Fates, um, Brunswick Artist Bar. This will be a cracker downstairs um, in the Brunswick Artist Bar. And then we start moving into, that's in September, and then into October, uh, Merry Creek Tavern, which will be, uh, you'll blow the doors off Merry Creek Tavern, which will be uh, a gig to see for sure. Uh, and then two sets, uh, the post office. Um, so a few things coming up there. So keep, in, keep checking it out, um, everyone. Cold Irons Bound. Dot com is what you're looking for. Um, please support these guys. Grab a record if you haven't already. Um, I know new merch is a topic of discussion, so that's going to happen. Um, we need to get you guys out, out and about on tees uh, and also other things. So look forward to doing that and getting getting that happening with you guys at some stage. Um, if not, I'll be the first one to buy one uh, for sure. So put me down for an XL. Um, but uh, thanks for spending. An hour with me, boys. Um, it's gone quickly. We could talk for another hour, I'm sure. But uh, what else would you be doing on a Tuesday night? Let's face it. So, um, <laughs> Marky, just before we let you go, and and Sam, I want to talk about Fuzzy Sundays. Ben, feel yeah. free to hang on if you want. Um, I don't mind having you on. As obviously, we uh, we love having you part of this one. Um, eventually, that just means we're going to have to get you guys on again because we need James on as well. So we're going to have a full band on if it kills me uh, at some stage, mm -hmm. boys. So um, you're you're not a new starter now, um, Ben, so you're welcome back anytime, mate. But Fuzzy Sundays, okay. boys, um, this is really exciting. I think this is possibly the best lineup you've had. Uh, what's your thoughts on that? I know you don't like to probably judge them or uh, have a have a favourite necessarily, but this is a, this is a killer lineup. It's pretty sweet, um, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it, it's, it's fun. Everyone everyone um, after the last, the lineup seems to get more interesting and more exciting, but the pressure's on to keep it up. <laughs> um, Definitely. We just lucked out with this one. <laughs> you know, how do, we, how do we top this? It's like three months of pressure every time we go through this cycle, but it's a lot of fun. I you feel the same way, Sam. We've been doing this for eight yeah, months. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm on the same boat. Yeah. Oh. The sense of community around this little event is huge. Like, yeah. we just set it yeah. up and sort of, you know, try and reach out to bands we respect. Um, but it, it just it's a, it just takes care of itself, really. Um, it's such a good – I mean, you've been to a couple, Aaron. You know 
the vibe in that room. It's such a friendly room anyway. Absolutely. It's such yeah. a friendly organisation. Yeah, when you get the music punters in there mixing with the Coburg regulars, it's just a wonderful afternoon. And, you know, this will be the last one in the cold weather. It'll start getting warm again, I think, the RSL. I don't know if you're allowed to say, yeah, to say this, right. but they're doing extensions. And, and right. Yeah, yeah. Out the front. It's just going to be more and more welcoming as the warmer months come on. Yeah. I've mentioned a few times when I hit that hit that venue and talk to other punters in there and I say, why aren't more RSLs doing this? Why haven't they haven't they yeah. grabbed this same, you know, such a it's not it's not it's probably not fair to say this, but it's it's a dying place in respect of the market. Um I, it needs a fresh, it needs a fresh, fresh kick. You know, uh, a lot of RSLs, in my opinion. Um, but this is definitely one that's uh, progressive. Uh, and hats off to you guys for being able to, you know, maximise the space yeah. too. Um, the guy that does the sound there, I can't remember his name off the top of my head, but he does a he does a cool job, pretty good job trying to set up all those bands in not a lot of time. Um, <laughs> how did the first fuzzy Sundays come together? Um, it was, it, Sam and I have been talking about putting on some sort of event. I mean, we booked the gigs in Cold Irons Bound, the two of us, pretty much 50-50 over the years. And, yeah. you know, you yeah. normally find yourself doing a two or three band bill. We said, well, why don't we do a mini festival and have yeah. five or six bands? And it was as simple as that. And the Coburg RSL is just a place we wanted to play. I think we'd maybe played there once, yeah. Um, and approach them. And we've got to, every time we get asked this, we've got to give full credit to Duncan Phillips and Outlaw, who do the Outlaw um, luncheons. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. yeah. And I don't want to say we pinched their model, but we were inspired by the way they do it. And, and our genre, there's a bit of crossover. There's definitely some rootsy stuff going on in Fuzzy Sundays, but ours is, I suppose, fuzzier and rockier, at least at the end of the day. <laughs> Yeah. But Duncan, Duncan gave us tons of pointers and, you know, a, a model to go with, and he was so gracious with his time and his advice. I mean, we really just a lot of Scottish chaps that we didn't want to talk about. But... <laughs> yeah, what he said. Um, and, yeah. and the RSL went for it because, as you say, they're a really progressive music venue. I think they've had music there for a decade now, Aaron. They've really yeah. gone for it, stuck at it. Yeah. And the guy you're thinking of, that's Tom... Tom Burgess is his name. Oh, who that's it. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. He's an RSL member and a muso, but he just, you know, put his hand up a few years ago and said, well, I'll teach myself to do sound engineering and be the in-house person here. So it's his room, you know, he takes a lot of ownership yeah. with it and does it with a lot of heart with, with minimal gear. I mean, it's a small rig, but he makes it work. Yeah. yeah it's absolutely. such an amazing community that um, is involved with this thing. Like, we, we we sort of run it, but it's just this community that just keeps putting this thing yeah. on. Yeah, look, the we great part is, Sam, you know, yeah, yeah, we, we we barely we barely have to do anything. Me, and Mark, oh, I think you're you're pretty you're pretty modest, oh, boys. I know you feel like you don't do much, but the answer is, you know, you still got to put the artists in. You got to get them in. You got to get them comfortable. I've seen you guys on the day, especially I've seen you, Sam, work in the crowd, mate, as you do. Um, <laughs> I think it's a really cool thing that you guys have put your hands up for this. You commit to music. I know you guys are musicians, and 
and do your thing anyway. But this is a really important gig on the on the calendar for a, for a few people. Um, and you know, fuzzy Sundays. I hope it, hope long may continue because in that area, um, while there's venues, this this thing. You're right, Mark. There's something little that's kind of cool about this little gig um, in an RSL um, when the doors get blown off that place, uh, and it's <laughs> it happens from. You know, last time Coda Chroma absolutely blew my mind there. Um, oh my god! Yeah, to play I mean, to play solo. Yeah, it was phenomenal. Like really phenomenal. Yeah. Um, Joyce Pressure was was yeah. incredible there. Luke Sinclair Band. You guys have played. You guys have played before there, haven't you? Uh, yeah, uh, a year and a half. Times. Was yeah. It? yeah, a couple yeah. of times. Um, really looking forward to this one. I mean, you, you touched on before um, the Simon Juliff band. That'll be huge. Nathan Sex, Danny McDonald, uh, the Grapes, uh, little reform session. They've had a couple of gigs uh, over the recent time, but that'll be really cool to make that happen again. And uh, and Berkey's favourite, Kim Salmon, um, will, be, yeah. will be fantastic to... To finish the day off, um, I know this. The Kim Salmon Smoke Tour, Smoke Salmon Tour, is is kind of kicking off now, and um, this is really one of the first ones that kicks it off for the for the whole tour. So, uh, congratulations, boys, on putting this one together. Um, and if you've got nothing on on a Sunday, especially this one coming up, make sure you uh, look up Fuzzy Sundays. Um, we'll put a link in the comments, um, and you can make sure you get ticks. It's it's the best value for money. Trust me. Uh, and come and have a come and have a cold beer, um, or a or a uh, heaps normal as we, a lot of us do these days. Um, but we're still out supporting the local, and, and hats off to heaps normal too uh, for doing something special with uh, making beer taste like beer. Uh, beer. That's a, yeah. Alcohol. It's, uh, you kind of feel like you're actually enjoying it, which is cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. We're going to review um, heaps normal. Reached out to us a little while ago, and we're going to review their beers on our show uh, in the next couple of weeks. So that'll be kind of cool. Oh, great. Yeah, awesome. Yeah. yeah. All right. I think we'll wrap it up there, boys. We can talk for another half an hour, but um, on a Tuesday night, I'm sure uh, your little fellas long and hopefully in bed, um, Marky. And uh, and it's been great having a chat. So thanks again, boys. I'm going to go out with um, another, Cheers, one of, mate. a little snippet. Going to go out with a little snippet from your show again um, from the weekend with uh, all I think about, which is just a little snippet that goes for about a minute. So we're going to finish on that. So thanks again, boys. Cheers, um, mate. This has been episode thanks, 94 of So What's Been Happening. Thanks again, boys. Have a great week. Thanks and so much. See you Cheers, Sunday. Mate.